0: Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Stephen Hewson. In this week's programme, Canterbury ponders the fallout from the International Rugby Board's decision to drop Christchurch from the Rugby World Cup. The All Blacks half-back Jimmy Cowan explains why the Highlanders can continue their run as New Zealand's leading super rugby side. And the All Blacks prop John Arfoa talks about his move to Belfast – New Zealand team for the upcoming World Track Cycling Champs in the Netherlands was named this week, with several leading riders missing. Coach Tim Carswell explains why. This week it was decided that Christchurch will not host any Rugby World Cup matches because of the damage to AMI Stadium and the City during February's earthquake. Canterbury Rugby and the people of Christchurch had remained hopeful up until the last that they could retain their seven matches, including two World Cup quarter-finals. But the IRBs decided Auckland will now host the two quarter-finals, while Dunedin, Invercargill and Nelson will get three of the five pool matches that were to be in Christchurch, while the two other games will go to North Island centres. Barry Guy spoke to Crusaders Chief Executive Hamish Riak about the impact of the announcement.
3: So much effort, uh, so much planning, so many people doing good things uh, to... Uh, to see Christchurch have a, a full and active part in the in the World Cup, uh, it's um, you know, it's not happening, and, and in the aftermath we we still feel you know absolutely uh, flat uh, and hollow about about that. And, and look, we know there's uh, a lot of issues in, in the city, and we know there's people you know suffering. Um, we, we'd been really hopeful that that this event you know this. Uh, opportunity for the city to, to show itself off um, you know, would have been a, something to look forward to and, and something that we could all be proud of. Uh, it was always going to be a bit different after the earthquake, but uh, we remained um, hopeful that it would still be able to take place.
4: Can you still in some way have a rugby World Cup feeling? Around town?
3: Oh, look, without doubt, uh, and there was talk of that yesterday, and 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 that's um, you know, it's all we can do. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure that you know uh, the planning will be slightly different, and we'll turn our attention to how can the city still enjoy uh, you know the World Cup uh, and 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 perhaps you know do that together in some fashion. Um, but it's a it's a. You know, it feels like a pretty poor, you know, second best, uh, you know, right now. But of course, we'll do that and we'll make the most of it.
4: The long-term sort of situation for AMI Stadium uh, could be out of action for some time. You, you've now been working on uh, alternates for uh, Super Rugby, but does this now go through until NPC also?
3: That's right. Um, so we've had a lot of options and a lot of work already done on uh, on the Crusaders' uh, home season uh, and um, we now know we won't be back at all uh, for the campaign so we uh, activate our, our tentative plans around um, the later games there. Uh, but of course you're right, Canterbury was due to play its ITM Cup games um, prior to the World Cup uh, at our stadium as well and clearly we're not going to be doing that. So we have to turn... Our attention to uh, where will where will Canterbury play, and probably a harder job in many ways than than the Crusaders. And that uh, you know we've had offers from all around the world for to host Crusaders games. I suspect uh, they won't be quite as uh, many of those uh, for for the Canterbury and the domestic competition. So uh, lots of things to think about and sort through in the in the coming weeks.
4: Are there other codes that have grounds of you know with at least stands? You know, football. I I don't know if that was QE2 or uh, or league or something. Are they options?
3: I will look at everything uh, that's available. QE2 is closed uh, from the earthquake. Uh, English Park, the home of um, uh, football in Christchurch, uh, has got issues, and I understand it's closed. Um, And there are very few uh, facilities in Christchurch that have, um, you know, a stand and lights and facilities. Uh, you know, you, you have to think that Canterbury will be playing at a uh, at a very small ground somewhere uh, with some very uh, rudimentary uh, facilities, uh, including things like lights. that like we are going to ask the NZAU um, to do a complete redraw uh, of the ITM Cup because any home game here is probably going to have to be played in the afternoon uh, because there is, simply isn't another venue that has lights of standard to host games at night. So there's just a you know raft of things that now have to swing into action in order to to um, to see Canterbury take full part in, in the ITM Cup.
4: Would you be wanting the matches? Um, we've got a few months, but wanting the matches in the city, you wouldn't sort of go to Ashburton, Timaru, that sort of thing?
3: Well, I mean, Ashburton and Timaru have actually got their own teams, uh, to be honest. So mid-Canterbury play at Ashburton, and South Canterbury play uh, in Timaru in, in their own Heartland Championship. Uh, so I'm not sure how how realistic uh, Canterbury playing um, the ITM Cup in those venues is, but I I guess it's not something to completely rule out. Uh, We we, we really do want to play uh, in front of our own people as much as possible, uh, and um, who who knows where, we just simply haven't uh, got our heads around the the venue for those things yet.
4: You train at Rugby Park, Uh, is, is the chance of perhaps temporary seating there or something?
3: There's a chance uh, and it might in fact be the only option in reality um, but certainly the lights there don't support night rugby uh, so we, we would need to uh, get some um, changes to the draw but certainly Rugby Park is one of the options we'll look at uh, and and maybe that's, um, maybe that's going to be suitable.
4: How's the, how's the uh, Crusaders and Canterbury Rugby Union doing? Difficult times obviously
3: yeah really difficult times we' got lucky that we we' um, got some fantastic people here they they uh, are getting on with the Crusaders stuff uh, knowing it's a, a unique and different campaign took a bit of a kick in the guts around the World Cup because this is I mean rugby's what we do here at this organization and there was a lot of excitement about being involved uh, helping out uh, enjoying um, the fact that rugby was at the core of of that whole festival atmosphere, that the whole country was going to be focused on something that that our game was at the very heart of, uh, and so that was ripped away, and that's um, really sad for the rugby community. Um, but we've got other stuff to get on with and start solving, just as we've been talking about, so there's no lack of uh, things to do, but it, it's not quite the spring in the step uh, that there was.
0: That's the Crusaders' chief executive, Hamish Riak talking to Barry Guy. And you're listening to Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. After four rounds of Super Rugby, few would have expected the Highlanders to be the leading New Zealand team in the competition. But the Highlanders have won three of their four matches, including beating last year's champions, the South African side, the Bulls, in Johannesburg. Their first loss was to last year's runners-up, the Stormers. This week, they host the Crusaders at Carisbrook. All blacks half bag Jimmy Cowan told me the successful start to the season had come as no surprise to the Highlanders despite their disappointing results of the past few seasons.
2: this team's got great belief, and I think we we'll, would we'll be pretty naive if we went into the competition believing we weren't going to win you know win games so you know it's a credit to the boys for for the work they've put in over the, over the season and you know work that they're, they're continuing doing now so um, just shows you that you know a bit of hard work and working for one another, you know, you get reward, and it's just pleasing that we're getting reward, so it just shows you that if we keep working hard, we'll get some more reward.
0: It doesn't get much easier though, does it, against the, the Crusaders after the you've got to sort of back up again, uh, from that trip to South Africa?
2: No, it doesn't, uh, and they're a good side, they're playing very well, but I think that's inexcusable using the, using the travel factor. Um, every team's got to do it. You know, we played last Friday, um, we play against Saturday, so it's a good good eight-day turnaround, so no, that shouldn't be a problem come Saturday, and I think this group here is looking forward to the challenge um, and playing these guys. You know, we've got nothing to lose, and you know, if we go out and um, stick to our task and, and enjoy it, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get the support, and you know, we'll be re- rewarded for that.
0: There's been plenty of talk about whether the Highlanders have got the depth to to keep on winning. Is that a concern?
2: Oh, I think it is a concern. It certainly is. Um, you know, we don't want injuries to 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 our key personnel and, and key positions. It, it will affect us, but. Um, that's that's the coach's job is to get the players up to speed as quick as they can. They're the ones that are in, you know, in, in the, the second tier position. So, yeah, at the, at the moment we're pretty lucky. We're pretty fortunate. We only got one or two injuries. So, um, if we keep tracking along that along that line. We'll, we'll be right. But um, as I said, as long as these other these boys get up to speed pretty quickly, we'll, we'll be fine.
0: And I suppose given the results though, that no one can afford to underestimate you either.
2: Um, no, they can't. Um, yeah, you know, I think you can't. We're the same, mate. You can't need to under, underestimate any team in this competition. Um, it's a pretty tight comp, and if you're if you're off your game by 10%, mate, you know you'll you'll expect a loss. So um, it's not just us, but um, you know, every team will be be treating the same each week. So um, it's critical you get the boys up each week in front on the Saturdays. You know we're capable of beating any team, and we've we're, we're proven to ourselves that we can do that over the, over the first weeks of the competition. You know we we'll played a hurricane side away, the Chiefs side at home, and a Bull side away, and you know, look at the Bulls; there were 18 games on the trot um, at home, um, um, and, and we knocked them over. So we played the Bulls and Stormers away two finalists last year, and you know we could have could have beaten them too if we had the rub of the green last week. So um, no, we're not too far off to the place, and you know, we, we certainly can beat any, any team on the on day.
0: What, what have you felt the the difference in the in the camp? I mean, given you've been a part of the the up there for a few years now,
2: well, I think you, you look at the um, the leadership structure, um, the core group of guys there have been. Uh, with the side previously, are really, 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 leading and, and playing well on the field. Um, and if we tend, to, if we tend on doing that, you know, the younger boys seem to follow. So you look at the likes of um, Adam Thompson and, and Jamie McIntosh. Um, them boys are playing very well, and these younger boys are uh, tending to follow. So um, that's probably the, the biggest thing I've taken out of it. Um, is the leaders are really stepping up, and what they're saying, they're actually you know, going out and doing. So um, you know, it's a key message. and... The boys seem to be following following that message, so those, those are probably the keys.
0: You're obviously amongst those senior leaders. Do you think you've your game stepped up? You've maybe matured.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's what well, age does you. I'm 29 now, so um, you yeah, know I've been around a fair bit. so no, I think also it's good having um, Brownie back. You know, he's he's a calming influence outside me, and he's been great over the last two weeks too. So. Yeah, you know, I am maturing, and you know, it's it's always a work in progress for me. You know, I get pretty heated up there in the in the battle, so you know, if I can be a calming influence whilst playing, and um, the younger boys see that, you know, it's it's a it's a big tick um, in my favour.
0: And the support that you're getting, that's on the on the rise too. Do you do you notice there's maybe a sense a feeling around places like Invercargill and Dunedin that that things are a little brighter?
2: Yeah, I think they are, and. It's credit to the way we're playing the game, you know, playing with uh, huge physicality and we're playing as a team. We're all playing you know, for each other and I think that's what the public and um, that w- want to see. So I think it's irrespective of the result when we go out there, if we, we do them things, uh, you know, play for each other, uh, play with physicality, you know, look, we come back week in, week out and it's just good being out in the public and, and getting the pets on the back. But it's early days, it's only, you know, the fifth week in the competition, so... The key for us is trying to maintain that standard and um, keep working as one and and, and playing with that physicality.
0: I was talking with All Blacks and Highlanders halfback Jimmy Cowan. The All Blacks and Blues prop, John Arfauer has signed to play for the Irish Club Ulster. The 27-year-old has agreed to a -a two-and-a-half-year deal to join Ulster in December. The NZRU has asked that its All-Black World Cup contenders decide their futures well before the Cup kicks off in September to avoid any possible distraction. In 2007, several players were involved in contract negotiations during the tournament in France, including skipper Richie McCaw. Several key players, Dan Carter, Mills Muliaina, McCaw and Corey Jane, among them are still to make up their minds about their future after the tournament. Murray Williams spoke to John Arthur about the move and asked him why Belfast?
5: There was, you know, offers coming in from France, but the biggest thing was the, the English barrier. You know, and um, you know, I'm going to be out training all day, and you know, with the team, and you know, my wife's going to be at home with the two kids, and you know, I'm not too sure if she's going to be able to walk down the road and get a loaf of bread. You know, um, her French is not flash, so that was the biggest thing. You know. Well, does she understand the Northern Irish accent? Because that's pretty thick too. Yeah, it gets a bit thick. You know, thicker when they had a few drinks, but. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll go over there and learn to love it. What do you know about the, the Ulster Club, or who else is there, and
3: w- and what sort of things are they being saying to you about their expectations? You know, um, you know, I had a
5: chance to meet with um, you know one of the guys from up in Ulster. You know, David Humphreys came over to Africa. I had a quick meeting with him. You know, he was a great guy. You know, I had a chance to you know, talk to some of the other guys up there. You know, we like on PNR. You know, Muller from the Sharks, and you know they're, hopefully, they're saying they want to get a few more guys. So you know you never know who's going to turn up there. No more Kiwis at the moment. Though. Oh, yeah. who knows, mate? Yeah, no, who are there now? Oh no, no, no other Kiwis. You know a lot of the Irish guys are there, um, and you know they're a club on the rise, and you know they made the Heineken Cup for the first time in eight years. So I you know, want to go over there and try and add, and you know make something out of that club. Mm-hmm. And what have you seen? Uh, what have you made of what you've seen of uh, the Heineken Cup and the standard of rugby? You know, it's different, you know. Um, You know, I'm just the only thing I know is Super Rugby, and, you know, it'd be a good challenge to go up there and test myself against some of the other internationals up there at a club level. Oh, I ranked Ted and uh, and all the coaches before I signed, you know, just out of respect, and they knew, you know, what's going to happen and players are going to leave. And so, you know, they were were disappointed, but, you know, in the end of the day, they said you've got to do what's best for your family. It's
0: John Arthur talking to Murray Williams. You're listening to Extra Time, a web only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. Several big names are missing from the team for next week's World Track Cycling Champs in the Netherlands, but Bike NZ says it's still one of its strongest ever. The 16 strong team is built around the pursuit combinations, with the women led by Commonwealth Games gold medalist Alison Shanks, along with her World Cup winning pursuit teammates Jamie Nelson, Lauren Allison, and Katie Boyd. The men's group's headed by Sam Burely and World Silver medallist Jesse Sargent, with fellow 2010 World Championship teammates Mark Ryan and Peter Latham. There's only one newcomer, 20-year-old Aucklander Aaron Gate. There's no room for the Beijing Olympian Wes Goff or Myron Simpson, the Women's National Road Champion Rushley Buchanan or the Vins Gemma Dudley, all who were members of last year's World Championship team. Bike NZ's head track coach Tim Carswell told Joe Porter why the selection job was so tough.
6: Competition within the squad uh, for uh, selection for this World Championships has been pretty intense. So um, you know there was always going to be some very talented riders who are going to miss out. And as we've uh, got there, you know we've we've got four riders who've participated at uh, Commonwealth Games and World Championships last year who uh, uh, aren't going through this year. A positive uh, positive spin on um, this is that uh, you know we we are really stoked to see some of the young talent coming through and, and really pushing uh, for spots into the team and it's been a you know for some of these young athletes've been training pretty hard over the last couple of years trying to build themselves up to uh, to compete against the incumbent riders and uh, now we've got uh, several there who have managed to do that so it's really encouraging to see.
1: What do you see as the, sort of the, the strongest point, or I guess who who leads this squad?
6: To be quite honest, there's just such a massive strength right across all, all squads. Um, you know, We've had some great results at the World Cups uh, this year, uh, multiple gold medals across individual and team uh, um, events. So it's hard to say that any uh, group is stronger than any other. Uh, I think uh, we're, we'd be hoping to pick up medals in all, all disciplines, the men's sprint, men's endurance and women's endurance. So the programme's been building uh, pretty solidly for the last three or four years, and uh, and there is, I mean, it's 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 getting to be a, a big team now. You know, this is the biggest team again. We seem to be saying the same thing every single year, but <laughs> but again, it's the biggest team we've sent to a World Championships. Uh, with Sixteen riders. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of staff there also going to support those riders. So uh, you know, we really. Now, the only uh, other aspect of the programme we uh, do want to see coming through and competing at World Championship level is the women's sprint programme, and there's some really encouraging signs there with, uh, with uh, some young riders coming through.
1: Obviously, some of the team members have had a pretty hectic and busy schedule um, over the sort of last few months, or the last year or so. Are you worried about fatigue or anything like that?
6: Oh, no, no. We're, we're pretty happy with where we're at at the moment. The, uh, you know, there's a number, number of riders who will take uh, a good break off after this World Championships, but then that will be you know the big break for them uh, prior to really starting to work towards the Olympics. Um, so and then it's a pretty solid season through Europe and uh, and then on into the start of next track season uh, come October. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to have a problem with that.
1: How many medals did uh, the New Zealand team pick up at last year's World Champs? Uh,
6: we got four last year, uh, and uh, that that was the best that we've had. Uh, uh, the year previous to that we'd picked up three. So, you know, if we're if we are getting around about four or better than that, then you know, we're gonna be extremely happy. Um, you know, obviously we want to see things continue uh, building. Uh but having said that, you know, the competition's getting stronger and stronger as uh places for the Olympics are on the line and uh and, and as the Olympics rolls around everybody's ramping up their programs. So the competition's uh you know, extremely tough. So uh we're taking nothing for granted.
1: Wes and Rushley must be pretty disappointed, obviously, not to have made the team. Was it was it hard having to break the news?
6: Oh yeah, of course it's. I um, mean, it's the hardest job for any coach uh, having to go through that, you know, and also, of course, extremely hard for um, for the riders. And but you know, I know both uh, riders are you know, extremely uh, capable and classy riders, and they'll be back uh, competing for uh, spots in the. Uh, in the next season and and heading through for the Olympics, um, you know I, I think for them, you know this will just be a little one of those road bumps that you have to negotiate and uh, and uh, hopefully they come back better and stronger riders for it.
1: So this team is is by no means the team that will go to the Olympics. There's still chances for other people to to push their claims for the for the spots.
6: Oh, i yeah, the the team for the Olympics is uh, you know it's nowhere near decided and. Uh, you know, we we still want to see uh, a lot of internal competition uh, for those spots, and, and certainly there is. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've uh, got confidence, in, in riders uh, who, who haven't actually managed to make the final cut here will still continue to develop, and and maybe the ones who push for, for spots then.
0: That's Bike NZ head track cycling coach Tim Carswell talking to Joe Porter, and that's extra time for this week. Remember, you can catch up with the latest sports news. On our website, radionz.co.nz. I'm Stephen Houston. Bye for now.
1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.